Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, now, I know it's probably a surprise that uh, I'm doing the flux again so soon, although it is today, um, well, today on the regular day, not on the Patreon day. <laughs> three months since this episode was on. It's three months since the Halloween apocalypse, according to the day this comes out, um, for everyone. Uh, so, I figured... I also, like, I've got this great letter from Paul um, with some episodes to watch and his uh, appraisal of the Moffat era, which I really want to dig into, but there are a lot of episodes to get through um, and I would not get it all done in time before the next special is on, which is the uh, Sea Devils one. And I wanted to basically rewatch all of the Flux and the Eve of the Daleks and watch the Sea Devils um, with John Pertwee. And I had a look at the calendar and I don't think I'll fit any of it in. So, unlike last time where I just watched, you know, a handful of episodes <laughs> leading up to the the next one. And there have been many questions about, you know, things that were going on in the Flux. Um, Squally uh, wanted to... Ha- Wanted to know if we were going to rewatch it almost straight away. And it is almost straight away. So let's get into it. Um, so let's have a look at the flux uh, and see how we feel. We may take a break in the middle um, if people have got reactions to Nightmare of Eden, uh, some more reactions to Galaxy 4 and various other things. Uh, we may have a little pause, um, but we'll see how we go. Um, anyway, we start with uh, the Doctor yelling at Carvanista while clearly upside down. Like, first it's black screen, um, and she sounds like she's got a terrible blocked nose. In fact, all of the Doctors have sounded like they've had a blocked nose. I think the weather in Cardiff is terrible. Um, lots of snow, maybe. Uh, Carvanista has the Doctor and Yaz strapped to a gravity bar above an acid ocean, 
And he says that in four minutes, the planet will be engulfed by a giant red star and there are kill discs coming to zap them if they try to escape. Um, given that the Doctor used to work with Carvanista once upon a time, as we discover later in the series, what did the Doctor do to upset him so much? Um, yeah. Uh, and the Doctor admits to Yaz that some of this is her fault. And he's like, this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor's blaming the unpredictability of Nitro 9, which, oh my God, call back to Ace. Um, Yaz points out the Doctor is the reason they're handcuffed because she mentioned the cuffs when they were captured, that she had them in her pocket. Um, and then the Doctor reminds Yaz that they were the top two in their circus class on Trapezium 7. So they do a little whoopsie uh, flip upwards to hold on to the bar with their handcuffs. Um, and then the Doctor manages to hotwire the gravity bar and they fly off, pursued by the kill disc thingies. By the way, the special effects are still breathtaking after all this time. Um, all this time. It's been three months. Um, <laughs> Uh, and the doctor says the reason she told Carvanista about the handcuffs is because their voice activated, voice activated, and she starts shouting "release, release!" while there's laser bolts coming and there's wind, um, and the gravity bar is breaking and the cuffs are clearly not coming off. Uh, and she thinks she may have been Scottish when she set them, um, which I don't know. Is that does that mean is this another reference to the Seventh Doctor or is this a reference to the Twelfth Doctor? Or perhaps even the Tenth Doctor. <laughs> I mean, he was technically Scottish. <laughs> he used his real accent when he talked to um, Queen Victoria that time. Um, uh, one of the, <laughs> the kill discs flies into a jet of acid spurting up from the ocean. Um, and the gravity bar breaks and then they start tumbling. Uh, and then when they see the TARDIS below, they let go and start tumbling end over end um, and fall into the doors. They bounce off a big mesh trampoline thing, which is in front of the console, and they land on a bed that, you know, looks like it's been slept in a bit. Um, and the doctor says, what a relief. And then the cuffs open. <laughs> Um, the Doctor says something about the last few hours of planet Earth, which is, I guess, what Carvanista was saying. Um, so she sets the TARDIS to go after Carvanista. And then it's the opening titles. That is a lot before the opening titles. Like, there's a lot to go on. <laughs> um, so then it's the olden days. Liverpool, 1820. Oh, good. I'm glad there's an on-screen thing, because I was just like, it's the olden days. <laughs> Um, there's a grumpy man in a tunnel saying, Any more workers, return soldiers, the poor, they all need to be put to work. Um, then apparently Mr. Stonehouse has turned up and asks Mr. Williamson, he's the bloke in charge, why all the digging? And he goes, it's just to provide wages for people who wouldn't otherwise be able to find work. Oh, it's a work for the doll scheme, but you get actually paid. Um, I do find that work for the doll scheme weird. It's like, you know... Give me actual real money and I'll go to actual real work. Um, I know, it's strange. I, I have been on the dole before. Like, I mean, I, w I was on the dole during the start of the COVID thing um, for the first time in like maybe 20 years. Uh, and it's it's punishing. Um, it's hard work. Like, it's, like it's a lot of admin. <laughs> Being on the dole is a lot of admin. Like, people think it's just lying around being, you know, doing nothing. It's like, there's no... Like, they give you very little money and you have to do a lot of admin. Um, 
I had to go and learn how to write a CV the last time I was on the dole, like in the late 90s, maybe. And I'm like, why do I have to learn how to make a CV? Like, I make CVs for other people for their jobs. Like, why am I? Anyway, they wouldn't be talked out of it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Stonehouse asks uh, if Mr. Williamson has any idea what he's creating. because these tunnels are without purpose. And Williamson says, your mind would boggle under the pressure if you knew the actual purpose. It's impossible and cataclysmic. Oh, we know. Um, well, we know now. <laughs> then it's 201 years later at the Museum of Liverpool and Dan is taking a tour group. Um, and then he gets yelled at by Di for not actually working there. Oh, my God. Another person. Like doing a weird job that they're not meant to be doing. Um, Dan says, she goes, you're not official. He goes, I am. I'm an official scouse and I'm just making people happy. Uh, then she changes the subject and asks if they're going out for Halloween drinks at 8 p.m. at the corner of Lark Lane. And it's a date, not a date. I don't know what's going on with these two. Um, it's flirtiness. Uh, the TARDIS console sparks as the doctor says going to Earth should be simple um, and asks the TARDIS what's wrong with her. Then her mind gets invaded. Um, she sees an asteroid, a wheezy man with sharp teeth and baggy eyes. And then two people appear in a big quarry on the asteroid, obviously. And they say, it's still alive after all this time, imprisoned since the dawn of the universe. Um, and they have to evaluate the incarceration systems and then leave. Uh, the prisoner is called Swarm. And is imprisoned on the remnants of the burnished rage battleground. Oh, so that's what this quarry is. <laughs> um, the older operative tells the younger one not to interact with the prisoner. Uh, and the younger one is carrying a gun like the one that the fugitive doctor and Gat had. Uh, apparently the containment remains secure. And then the swarm says, this is your last tour. And the young one asks how it knows. And apparently, according to Swarm, she's been doing this across the millennia. And then she speaks to Swarm, even though she told the younger one not to interact with it. Um, and Swarm sucks all the energy in of, from the containment chamber and then says, your life's work has been a failure. Uh, apparently, she works with Division. Um, then he sucks all her energy out and her clothes collapse on the floor and Swarm's face has all crystals poking out of it and it changes. And I wonder if she was still, that has not been explained, but I wonder if she was a Time Lord and he sucked out her regeneration energy. Um, anyway, a new younger swarm stalks over to the young operative who tries to shoot him, but her gun fails and he turns her into crystal dust and then says, trick or treat, doctor. Uh, then back in the TARDIS, the doctor is shook having seen all this. Um, <laughs> I forgot that that's what was happening. I just thought we were like in a whole new scene. And it's like, oh, that's right. The doctor was, this was a, a thing for the doctor to see. Um, <laughs> uh, Yaz has found a weird puddle of black goo from coming from one of, you know, the big giant pulsating crystals that surround the console. Um, and the Dr. Sonic sits and says, it's fine, it's fine. And the doctor says, it's October 31st. And Yaz goes, oh, Halloween, trick or treat. And the doctor turns around looking spooked. Oh dear. All right, more of this epic episode will continue in our next episode of this Flux Business. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.